You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Justin Fields, like we mentioned earlier, continuing where he left off, two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground, and ran for 60 yards on the ground as well against a tough Dallas defense. We were talking about it last week. Like, like, dude, like it's, we love what, what lo- we love what Justin Fields is doing right now, but to start him against Dallas, is he there yet? I don't think we should be doing that, but he came through. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that. Like we said on a couple of episodes, that was the episode was a Friday. I yeah. had to start him and you know, it pained me a little bit every time he scored, but it was fine. You know, the silver lining was there. Justin Fields is looking like the dual threat that we wanted him to be. I think there's such a drastic change. And this was a Cowboys defense that was really good. There's such a drastic change in the way that he's playing. He's playing much more confident. He's putting the ball where it needs to be. And the play calling is finally starting to, you know, make the most of his skill set. You know, we have a couple design runs. We have spots where he scrambles. He scrambles very well at this point. He's limiting the turnovers and the bad passes. Um, he did have one interception called back by um, roughing the passer, but that's just the way they're calling it. Any quarterback will get that type of call these days. But um, other than that, you know, Justin Fields, he's looking much more polished as a player. He's looking like much more consistent quarterback, and the offense is moving. And we said, you know, obviously this is a ground game, the run, a run-first offense. That's what they base their offense around. But with Justin Fields as a running quarterback, is that a bad thing? You know, he just has to be efficient as a passer. And he has the rushing upside to get you where you need to be in fantasy. We're starting to see that. We've seen that the past two weeks against the Patriots and the Cowboys, two very good defenses. Um, I'm interested to see how things go next week against Miami. If if, if that could be a shootout, Justin Fields could have another huge day. Um, he's exited the range where you're not really confident starting him. I think you're now confident starting him. He is still a QB2 for me at this point, but a couple more good weeks, he's a QB1. I think I'm ranking him as a low one QB1, man. I think I'm you doing think so? it. I mean, he he has three straight weeks of of top twelve performances at this point, and I am going to be starting him. Like, if he was able to do it against the Cowboys, you know, he might be able to do it against other defenses. So, I think yeah. moving forward, he's going to be in my top twelve. Uh, the way he's playing, like, good for him, man. He's doing his thing, and he has a couple of running backs in the backfield who can catch the ball, and this offense is getting better because of it. Mm-hmm. Lil Herbert, he had one more carry than David Montgomery in this game. Uh, Montgomery's did lose a fumble that might affect things moving forward, yeah. right? Uh, but you know, Khalil Herbert he did his thing on his 16 carries, 91 yards, and a red zone touchdown. Uh, Montgomery outsnapped him 56 to 22, though. Okay, so keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, he was on the field a ton, but you know, we also have to keep in mind that Khalil Herbert, one thing that he sucks at is pass protection, right? He's not good at pass yeah. protection, he's not going to be good in pass protection. So this is a situation where like there's a huge delta uh when it comes to that particular skill set. Montgomery's gonna be on the field. He's gonna be involved. So 
Regardless, though, Khalil Herbert needs to be picked up off the waiver wire. He's still like hovering near that 50% mark in terms of rostership. He has to be picked up at this point. And he's going to get touches at this point. There's no reason to not have him on your team if he's on the waiver wire. Just take him because you could use him. He's one of the players that you could package up in a two-for-one deal, and he actually has value. But with Justin Fields, you know, the other thing you know, you say he's on a hot streak. He's had over 60 yards rushing the past three games. He hit 60 yards rushing against Dallas. But before that, the past two games before that, it's over 80 yards rushing both times. He's finding his feet. And I said the play calling is working wonders for him. All he has to do is be efficient, and he's going to produce for you. I called him this year's Jalen Hurts. Suddenly, I'm looking like, you know, Nostradamus over here because Justin Fields is looking good. And I, I think that, that his price is what makes this, you know, the most encouraging. The way that the way that he was being drafted, it was much lower than a lot of other quarterbacks. And he's starting to return. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Bears right now. I think that, you know, obviously the future is bright for them with Justin Fields at quarterback. This might work. Awesome. Okay. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle again, uh, the most explosive wide receiver duo in the NFL, and it's not even close. Uh, Tyreek, 12 catches for 188 yards. Waddle, 8 for 106 and two touchdowns. That led to Tua throwing for uh, 382 yards and three touchdowns. This offense is explosive. Mike McDaniel's combination with Tua and these playmakers is the best in the NFL right now. Yeah. And that is hands down. You know, you look at the receivers, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, what they're doing for Tua. It, it, they're all playing off each other. It's not like, oh, Tua's only, you know, uh, re- relevant, fantasy relevant because, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are, do- are doing their thing. Now, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, Waddle, we've seen, have the highest ceiling when Tua is playing. Um, it's just undeniably great for fantasy. And you're perfectly fine starting either of these two receivers as a wide receiver one. Because that's just the way that they're being used. This is a pass-first offense. Mike McDaniel, man, he is just, you know, carving up defenses using his playmakers, getting the ball in the hands of the players that need it. I mean, I didn't think this was coming. I, I thought that, you know, like I said, Jalen Waddle, my first piece of content for upper hand fantasy was that J, the Jalen Waddle breakout, you know, it's going to have to wait because Tyreek Hill is in Miami. And now he's having a breakout, even with Tyreek Hill in Miami. And Tua looks really good, so... I think this is, you know, best case scenario. They're, I think they're both top five receivers right now, fantasy points total overall this season. Um, you know, start all three of them with confidence every week. Hell yeah, man. And, you know, we had both these guys in our top 10 this week, and it, it, they showed out. The, the, the matchups were amazing. Uh, so continue to start these guys and expect big things, you know, moving forward. Um, through eight games, they have the most receiving yards ever for a wide receiver duo in the NFL, which is awesome. Okay. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Raheem Mostert had 15 touches himself, but didn't come through with the big game in such a good matchup. It was all Tyreek and all Waddle in this game. So that, 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 you know, that's unfortunate, but all listen, when Tyreek and Waddle are going to do what they did, you know, it is what it is. You know, Raheem Mostert had such a good matchup. I was, I ran him pretty high. The Lions defense wasn't that good in terms of, you know, defending the run this year. It was a good start. It just didn't work out. You know, yeah. it is what it is. And uh, yeah, with Raheem Mostert, it's not even, he didn't completely, you know, screw you over. I mean, seven points, it's not, it's not anything to be happy about, but he didn't completely screw you over. But that's kind of what you're getting when you have an offense that has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and you know it's going to be pass first. 
um, you know, this is the type of week. I, I expect to see this type of week more often than not, you know, where just Ty- Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wild, Jalen Wild go crazy. And Raheem Mostert, you know, just, you know, just he's the running back. That's what he does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, it it's it's one of those things where you could probably buy Raheem Mostert. Like, I'm just so hesitant of buying somebody who's never had this type of workload at his age, you yeah. know. But he's somebody who has like a workload on a good offense that I like, you know. So that's 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 his that's the intriguing part of Raheem Mostert. And when he has a subpar performance like this against a, a bad defense, like I'm I'm personally like it, it, it's such an opera. It looks like an opportunity to buy to me yeah. norm, in normal situations, you know. But the other I'm, thing, not, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm willing to do it though. The other thing to note with Raheem Mostert is that Alec Engel vultured a goal line touchdown for some reason you know he got one carry it was a one-yard touchdown add a touchdown Raheem Mostert's day and it's suddenly passable so just something to note because I don't know what Alec Ingold is doing taking carries from Raheem Mostert but we we knew that this was going to be like you know a mess of a backfield coming into the season um so yeah that could that could be your silver line okay he just got screwed you know you talk about missed points I know Steve over at Fantasy Guys does that post um I, I would consider that missed points Definitely. Uh, DeAndre Swift returned to a modest fantasy day. Uh, he returned to a near uh, full-time role, right? And I think it'll grow even more next week. But he ended up with only five carries, didn't do much on those five carries at all. He had five targets as well. Um, so decent day in terms of workload. You know, they didn't bring him fully back. Jamal Williams ended up with, guess, guess how many touchdowns he had? Two. Another two touchdown day for the Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams two touchdown outing. <laughs> That's all he does. It's two or none. It's two or none. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy starting DeAndre Swift next week as a a RB two. Uh, but you know that will go up as we go on. Uh, you know, I was fine starting Raheem Mostert over DeAndre Swift this week because I love the matchup and I wasn't sure how much, you know, time. Swift was going to have on the field. He did kind of save your day with that receiving touchdown, uh, you know, in the red zone. So that was great. Uh, but, you know, yeah. let's continue to start him and, and, and he, will, he will be fine. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we have here. DeAndre Hopkins, he came through uh, on the matchup we were talking about this week. You know, 12 catches on 13 targets for 159 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Zach Ertz, he caught a touchdown. Rondell Moore went seven for 92 and a touchdown, eight targets. Hopkins was back to his normal role. Uh, he ran 52 routes on the perimeter this week. And, and guess where he ran 51 of those routes? Where? <laughs> on that left side. Yeah. <laughs> where he's always, always running routes. Um, you know, so, so, you know, last week he ran about 50% of his routes from the slot. Um, so, uh, and and this and this particular week, like he moved to the left side for most of those. Like it wasn't fifty fifty like it was last week. Uh, Rondell Moore ran fifty fifty this week. Almost all of his routes were on the right side in the perimeter where he can't do anything. But <laughs> this week, fifty percent of his routes from the slot. Uh, but the the fact that they ran so many pass plays in this game allowed him to run thirty one routes from the slot. So that was enough. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully he continues to move back to an like all slot type of role. Uh, but the good thing is, at least with this scenario, he never leaves the field. Yeah, that, that, that's that's what it looks like. Rondo Moore, when we talked about this at length, 
I think the other day. Every time we talk about the Cardinals, talk about the coaching and that way that they're being played. But if Rondell Moore is in the slot, he's going to do his thing. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is working wonders for Rondell Moore at this point because now the coverage is pulled off of him. Lucky for Rondell Moore, I don't think he's ever had to deal with number one coverage. As soon as Marquise Brown went down, DeAndre Hopkins came back. But my big takeaway from this game, obviously the receivers were good. My big takeaway from this game is that Kyler Murray looked like you know, the Kyler Murray that we wanted him to be. And I said about this last week, if Kyler Murray didn't have a good day against his Vikings defense, that I'd be worried about it. I'm not worried about it right now. And it looks like the offense is finding its feet. Kyler Murray threw some touchdowns. And obviously, like we said, it was pass heavy, um, high scoring game and a negative game script um, pretty much most of the day. Um, I, I was happy to see Kyler Murray do his thing. You know, I, I don't think that there's anything for me to worry about now with Kyler Murray. We've seen that he can do his thing. We've seen that the upside is there. It's not necessarily world-breaking like it was to open the past two seasons. He started the past two seasons like red hot, and he had a really nice ceiling. But Kyler Murray, um, we finally saw the upside that he's supposed to have, and I think that it could continue. Now, when Hollywood Brown comes back, oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> like, assuming that Hollywood is going to, you know, look like himself, like, after that, after that foot injury... This is going to be a pretty good offense, man. It really yeah. is. Because Hopkins is looking pretty good, too. Right? Hopkins um, hasn't lost you know, a step. Like, it's just it's he, just crazy. Like he gained a step. Yeah. Right? Like, he, 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 <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, the, the dude, like, he's looking really good, man. Looking a lot better than I thought he would look, to be honest with you. Like, he's looking much better than he's looked all last year. He was itching to come back. You yeah. know, there's no doubt about it. So, we'll see, like, you know, if, you know, if that, this type of target share continues two double digit target games for him two games in a row with him back. Uh, so, so we'll see how that, you know, what, what that looks like moving forward. Like, I don't know. Like I was, I wanted to sell Deandre Hopkins, you know, but after two straight games of him getting some serious, the thing is like his matchup was too good this week. And, you know, we were yeah. kind of expecting this to happen. You know, is this a situation where it drops off or does it continue? Uh, you know what? Like, I think I might hold him at this point. You know, he's just looked really, really good. So, yeah, you know, I don't, I, that, I that's think how I'm dealing with it. I think your best bet, you're not going to be able to buy him because everyone's like, man, he you came back. You can't like, buy him. This is the savior of some people's fantasy seasons. You know, they might have had him riding the IR the whole season, you know, and now he's on, on their roster. You know, maybe they had him on their bench the whole season and he's come back and he's done this. You know, he's maybe won them two weeks in a row. They're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to buy him from those owners. But if you have him already, you could hold, or if you, if you, you know, if you're not too attached to him, you could sell him for like, I think, a huge haul. His value is as high as it's going to be, I think, this season. I think it's going to be hard to follow up 33-point performance against Minnesota in Seattle in week yeah. nine because, you know, Seattle's defense. A tougher, tougher matchup for sure. Seattle's defense suddenly looks a little bit better. Um, and with Hollywood Brown coming back, you know, that could, that could be on the horizon a couple of weeks out. Um, I think that his, this is as high as his value is going to be. And you could get a really nice haul for him back because he looks like a, he's a fancy wide receiver one, you know, when he yeah. plays. He's averaging 27 points a game. Yeah. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, Alvin Kamara, he himself had a three-touchdown game, another one, another hat trick. 
absolutely killed it, man. In addition to his 18 carries, he caught nine of 10 targets. Yeah. Right? That's now four straight games with at least six catches. So he had six catches, six catches, seven catches, nine, nine catches for Kamara over the last four. And over the past four weeks, he's been the overall RB1. So it's a good thing we told you guys to buy Kamara after his slow start to the season. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we, over the first couple of weeks, didn't look great. You know, he looked fine to me, like in terms of like him himself. But, you know, the team was off to a bad start. Um, but, you know, we just knew who Kamara was. And those in those type of situations, you know, you know that the opportunity is going to be there uh, and he's going to do his thing. So I'm glad that, you know, he's showing out and showing everybody that he's still, you know, who we thought he was. Yeah. And what's been the common denominator for Alvin Kamara doing his thing? It's Andy Dalton. Who would have thought, you know, suddenly his offense, the offense looks undeniably better with Andy Dalton, at quarterback than James Winston. And, you know, I had high hopes for James Winston. I, I was yeah. hoping that he'd be able to look back and um, do his thing. You know, he'd look like he was in before he got injured last season, but that hasn't been the case. And it looks like Dennis Allen made the right choice by putting Andy Dalton in at quarterback and letting him stay because the Saints offense, you know, suddenly is unstoppable and their defense looked good yesterday. And, you know, the conversation will probably get to Devontae Adams and, you know, the Raiders offense in a minute. But um, the the Saints offense looks really good. It's now running through Alvin Kamara again, and that's only good news for him. Alvin Kamara should be back. He's boosted back to RB1 status, if not elite RB1 status, because he's been doing his thing with Andy Dalton at quarterback. As long as Andy Dalton's there, I'm happy with Alvin Kamara. And I, I'll be the first to say, I was hesitant about Alvin Kamara when you said to buy him. I think that was even a couple weeks ago, you know. I was hesitant. I was like, maybe the offense seems to have changed. It's not necessarily what it was before. Um, it looks like I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, eat my humble pie on that one. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. Uh, AJ Brown, <laughs> yet another three touchdowns for him on Sunday. Great matchup. And he came through in one year week. Six for 156 yards and three touchdowns. This was coming. Like, there was yeah. going to be a positive touchdown regression coming for him. And we talked about him, buying him low, too, because he was yeah. available. People were selling him, right? Like he wasn't viewed as this like wide receiver one. But now after this three touchdown performance on a per points per game basis, he's wide receiver six this season. So yeah, he is a wide receiver one. And, you know, this is one of the great calls. Like I, I, I love this situation because he came to this team. A lot of people didn't think he could get it done with Jalen Hurts number one. That Jalen Hurts wasn't going to get him the ball, feed him the ball. They thought it was going to be a, a very – wide open target distribution you know there's too many mouths to feed no mm-hmm. aj brown's that dude and he's getting it done for you yeah love what i saw from aj brown yesterday and the eagles offense in general this could have been a much bigger day if the steelers weren't bad you know what i'm saying he had three touchdowns in the first half they went up there was no need to throw the ball then they just they didn't have to throw to aj brown they could rest their starters obviously jalen hurts played through most of the game jalen hurts had a really good day too but A.J. Brown, finally, like we said about that positive touchdown regression coming, his career touchdown percent of 13, he's at 6% this season. That's gone up at this point. Um, A.J. Brown is a big play waiting to happen. It hasn't happened, you know, for a couple weeks in a row. And at that point, you know, he's on the verge of it. You just have to wait for it to come, and it happened. So I, I think that we're going to continue to see um, more production like this from A.J. Brown, more production that is much better than it is, you know, what we've seen in the past couple of weeks where it's worse. I, I think that this was a great matchup, and AJ Brown did exactly what he was supposed to do against them. Um, we're not surprised by this, and it's just great to see AJ Brown's gonna be able to do it against any defense. But um, you know, this was this one I think was pretty easy to see coming. 
Derrick Henry ran the ball 32 times against the Texans for 219 yards and two touchdowns. We kind of saw this coming, right? Like everybody did, right? The Texans yeah. were absolutely atrocious against the run game, right? And like this was a perfect storm right here. Derrick Henry was like, oh, okay, you guys think against the run. Well, it just so happens that I get 20 to 25 carries when that happens, and then he ended up with 32 for 200-plus yards, and he yeah. absolutely destroyed him. And the Titans won the game. I was going to talk about Willis real quick. Mm-hmm. Five carries, 10 pass attempts. <laughs> this not game, good. <laughs> you know, the, the Titans were not going to let him pass the ball just yet. Uh, you know, this game was literally on Derrick Henry's shoulders. So, you know, I guess Malik is not the fantasy-relevant guy. We, you know, we thought he'd be just yet. You know, he did. You know, he, we weren't sure who was going to get the start this week, and he didn't, you know, get that much time to prep. Uh, but, you know, it was all it was all Derrick Henry this week for them. Right. And why wouldn't you have it be Derrick Henry against Houston? It's death, taxes and Derrick Henry putting up 200 yards. That's Pretty all much. it is. That's how it works for him against Houston. The past three games, he's averaging, I think, 230 yards on the ground per game. It's just ridiculous. And um, with Malik Willis, you said, you know, I wasn't expecting too much. I mean, I thought maybe he'd be a little bit more fantasy relevant than he was. But when you have Derrick Henry running the way he was, there's no reason to do anything else. He was the only um, fantasy relevant player really on this offense outside of maybe Dontrell Hillier, who didn't look bad either. You know, eight carries for 83 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, so his numbers aren't that inflated. But, you know, it was all the Titans run game on uh, against Houston yesterday. And that's, you know, what we anticipated, what we expected. I think we had him ranked as the RB3, was it, this week? I think that's where he finished. Maybe he might have been the... Yeah, No, he is the RB3 behind Kamara and McCaffrey. Yeah. And, so. you know, it's 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 funny because whenever we think about Derrick Henry going up against a team like the Texans, you're like, everybody knows what's going to happen here, but they yeah. still can't stop him. It makes you no know, like, sense. <laughs> like, just crowd the box doesn't matter they're not going to get it done you know you know that malik Willis wasn't going to get it done through the air you have one job and that's how bad the texans offense is they just can't they, it, there's no even without balance they're not going to be able to stop you it yeah. doesn't matter it's just <laughs> derrick henry is looking like the king again which is, he is. awesome i mean he is. What, he's on a fantastic scoring streak i think these past few weeks i mean 25 23 27 you know, went on by 16 and now 35. Made up for that 16-point perform- performance by going over 30 points this week. Derrick Henry's back. <laughs> He's back. 